I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and this is Let's Eat In on Heritage Radio Network. We're here today on a very sunny, sunny, warm, beautiful day at Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick. And uh, I wanted to let you know that um, Heritage Radio Network is brought to you by Cabot Cheese. For holiday recipes, let the great taste of Cabot Cheese make them even more special. Award-winning Cabot Cheese. 100% of our profits go to New York, uh, go to New England and New York farm families. On the web at CabotCheese.com. Um, you can also win... Uh, you can score yourself some Cabot Cheese by simply calling into the station, I understand. So the number is 718-497-2128. Um, we have a wonderful guest. She does not make cheese, but uh, maybe there's something with cheese in the future for one of your confections. Who knows? Just putting that out there. We, I don't know. We, we actually do put cheese in something. Oh, Okay. All right, so that's a, an unusual uh, addition to the the um, wonderful selection of artisanal, locally sourced ingredients, high quality, beautiful um, candies by Little Bit Sweets. What's us? Thank you so much. That's Liz Gutman. She Hello. is one of the co-founders. The other founder, Jen King. It's a two-woman operation, basically. Pretty much, yeah. We we do have one full-time employee, and then a couple other you know people cool. who come in and help us out. That's that's amazing. And you guys are how old? One year? Two years? Year and a half. Year and a half. May 09 is when we started. So. And did you ever imagine that you'd become, you know, how many accounts do you have now? Um, well, let's see. Wholesale. We're in over 20 stores um, in the area. In the area? Well, I was in Cambridge, Mass. And I saw your candy bars in Formaggio Kitchen, this lovely gourmet store. Yes, Formaggio is amazing. We yeah. actually, and we actually got to do an event there um, last, or just this past spring, I want to say. That store is so amazing. I know. Like, I had no idea. <laughs> I know. Well, I was, when I was there, I was like, um, this feels like Brooklyn. And then I looked at all the products. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like they went to the flea and dragged a rake through it. Yeah. Um, no, that store is amazing. But uh, yeah, we're in we're in a couple random places too. There's one mm-hmm. place in Marblehead, Massachusetts that we're in now. Uh, oh. There was one place in Oregon. I don't know if I still have our stuff. But, okay. You know. Right on. And you started out at Brooklyn Flea. Basically. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that was pretty much our springboard for um, well for everything. I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, we thought it was going to be like a fun little hobby, just like selling some stuff <laughs> on the side for cash because mm-hmm. we both had jobs and. Um, it just totally, you know, we got some press through the flea and it just snowballed from there. Yeah. And you're still at the flea too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What is up with that? The flea is like a, an amazing springboard, isn't it? Seriously. Me? Well, I mean, you know, the whole reason that we went there is because I knew about Mass Brothers and Nunu mm-hmm. and, you know, I was like, oh, well, it they, they the have careers, some food yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. And so then when we, it was the second season that we started selling there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually, we sent in our um, application and then maybe two or three weeks later, that Times article about like the Brooklyn food movement uh, yes, came out with right. the photo of Eric, like in the middle of, there was yes. an Ask Brothers and the guy from Wheelhouse and we were like, oh geez, they're never going to let us in now. Yeah. And yet, lo and behold, they did. It's amazing. <laughs> I think one of the wonderful things about it is seeing the synergy between a lot of the businesses they use um, the same ingredients or they use each other's ingredients. Yeah, well, that was actually what I was thinking of earlier because we use Salvatore Brooklyn's ricotta in some of our Yeah, caramels. and they're like a few stands down at the fleet. Exactly. And you also use Brooklyn Brewery's uh, beer for your salty... Oh, what's it? What's that called? The it's beer and pretzel the caramel. The beer and pretzel caramel, which is one of like the most popular, right? 
yeah, yeah. that and the oh. sea salt i think has a lot of notoriety oh yeah. yeah yeah and that gets tons yeah that gets a lot of love i think that one surprises a lot of people because they're not whatever they're expecting when they hear beer and pretzel caramel it's not what they end up putting in their mouth and oh they really go kind of oh Oh, that makes I don't, sense now. Okay. I don't know what any other beer and pretzel caramel should taste like. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, neither, like, you know, I've been making them, I've been making them since before I started Little Bit. I've been oh. making them for over two years. And so, you know, I can like, I, I can taste them right now just thinking about it. So to me, the idea of someone tasting it for the first time, I'm like, I have no idea where you're coming from right now because this is like half my diet. Um but I think it, I think it pleasantly surprises a lot of people. And then, of course, the slurdles came out of that too. The the drunken turtles Ooh. that we have with pretzels or potato chips, which we actually, actually, I forgot to ask Jenna how we did this weekend. Um, <laughs> I did a I did a one off batch of slurdles oh. with um, chicharron from the meat hook. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually really good. <laughs> um, wow, who so I've never heard of that before. <laughs> You know, that actually, we actually had the idea for that, like, right when we started, but I did not really go forward with it because, A, the Slurtles weren't doing too hot when we first, first started, (laughs) because I think people weren't really used to the whole idea of what we did yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it was summer, and no one buys candy in summer, and then all of a sudden last fall, everyone was buying Slurtles, Mm. but then it was like, you know, I was like, yeah, the Chicharron, whatever, because we (laughs) use, like, the crappy 99 cent ones that we bought at the oh. at the mm-hmm. corner store or whatever um but i was talking to tom for meat hook and i was like you, you guys don't still do chicharron do you he's like we, we do a batch for you if you want and nice. i was like uh hell yeah so that is so cool so we made a few and they're really tasty that's amazing <laughs> but i have yet to find out if anyone actually bought them or not well i'm eating right now some of their breakfast of heroes popcorn it looks like caramel popcorn but it has bacon in it too <laughs> <laughs> and bourbon. Oh, and really? Coffee and maple syrup. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, where do you get your bacon for this guy? Um, that guy is. I think we just use Boar's Head or something similar mm-hmm. to it. Um, the commodity bacon. Well, not commodity, but you know the the commercially the thin sliced works much better in that because we did a few batches with like with meathead or meathead meat hook bacon <laughs> and. Uh, you can um, call them meatheads. It's okay. Well, they should call themselves meatheads. Although hookers they should is have pretty T-shirts good. that say meathead. <laughs> hmm. You're welcome, Tom and Brent <laughs> and Ben. Um, I'm sure they love it. Yeah. Um, uh, no, the, the thin sliced bacon actually works a lot better in that one because we oh, tried the nice thick cut like artisanal yeah, stuff, and it was yeah, it was just too. I don't know. They would separate from the popcorn and be separate on the bottom or something. Exactly. And then you just have like little chunks of meat at the bottom and no one wants that. Okay. Well, you could just do purely that maybe. I don't know. Candied bacon. Candied bacon. That would be so expensive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we could. I mean, look, we're always, we have way too many ideas than we have time to make them cool so i'm sure you know i'm sure there'll be something else meat-based in the future but our the chicharron slurdle was sort of that a concession awesome to what does the slurdle what does the s mean uh the well it's drunk SL. turtle oh because <laughs> there's beer in it so they slur <laughs> so they're slurdles that's cute yeah i kind of I, I get a lot of people asking that at the market too and i'm like it's it, just think about it for a minute You'll get it. <laughs> and some people go, oh, and some people go, I don't, I still don't get it. And then I 
feel like a dingbat. You're like, uh, sort of, uh, slur your speech a little and then. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Have Drunk, a few slur, yeah, get it? shots. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that one of the things that really separates your candy from other candies, and I would say even the same thing for, you know, Lena's Anarchy in the Dry Jam or um, soda, Brooklyn Soda Works Soda from other sodas and all these local people is that they really have a lot of fun and creativity with their flavors. And your flavors are amazing. Thanks. Um, I just have this wonderful bag right now of all their seasonal uh, bars, which are great. I mean, I, I never really like candy bars like Milky Way. Like, I could give it or take it, nougat, who cares? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just puff sugar. Um, but your bars, there's this new mint one that looks amazing. It's honestly... Peppermint. The, yeah, it's called the Humbug. And mm-hmm. um, the whole... This is my biggest selling point, and I've already used it, and I will continue to use it through Mm -hmm. the holiday season, is that my business partner, Jen, Mm -hmm. I find her secretly snacking on those. And she has, like, zero sweet tooth. Like, for me, whatever. I eat eat pretty much whatever's in front of me. So Mm -hmm. if I'm eating something, you know... I have good taste. By the way, you want some of your caramel corn? <laughs> no, because you know why? Because we've been wrapping caramels all morning and I've been oh. eating those. Oh. And then Jen, see, that's the other thing. Jen brings in like snacks. This is why I can never be a confectioner. <laughs> yeah. Jen brings in snacks that she eats like a bite of and then gets rid of. And so we have, you know, the cake balls that they have at Momofuku Milk Bar now. Yeah. She has those in the kitchen. I'm like, you're killing me. I'm the only one who eats this stuff. <laughs> So anyway, the fact that she's, yeah, that she's um, snacking on the humbug means that this is a pretty serious, it has white chocolate ganache on on it. Well, it's dipped in white chocolate. It's a a chocolate cookie. So sort of of like a shortbread, but like super chocolatey. We use like the Dutch cocoa and it's got that really rich, deep flavor. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have a dark chocolate peppermint ganache, which is like very fresh and bright. And then we dip it in white chocolate and we actually tried it with white and dark chocolate. I liked the white chocolate better. My theory is that the extra fat in the white chocolate carries the mm. peppermint oil better. Yeah. I don't know if it's true. Um, it definitely it, looks very winter wonderful. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and because, you know, we have the pecan pie, which is dark chocolate, and then the pumpkin pie, which is the milk pumpkin chocolate. Pumpkin pie looks good. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so awesome. I don't even like pumpkin pie that much. Wow. Um, but that's, I mean, that's kind of the whole thing behind our stuff is yeah. that we don't sell anything that we don't think tastes awesome. Yeah, so we're talking pumpkin pie candy bars. I remember one of the first ones you have is lime and the coconut. Or mm-hmm. uh, do you still have that one? Oh somewhere? yeah, yeah. The king, the lime and the coconut, and the snacker were like sort of the three big ones we started out with, and since then we've added the PB and J um, as one of our year-round ones. And actually, I stuck one in there for you too. The passion spice bar. Have you tried that one? Oh no. Oh man, yeah, that thing is so seasonal? good. We started that as a seasonal last Valentine's Day. It was called the spicy Valentine bar. Um, and we brought it back for Mother's Day and we did it at the Chili Festival, at the Brooklyn Botanic Garden, mm-hmm. just a couple months back. And people went crazy for oh. it. I think because there were a lot of people there who hadn't Wanted tried it before. Spicy. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it's that's a passion fruit caramel with cayenne pepper and um, crispy rice cereal mm-hmm. dipped in dark chocolate. What it's a good like idea. super simple, but... I mean, I'm a sucker for passion fruit, so it's like sour, but sweet, but crunchy, but spicy. It's got like a little bit of everything going on. It's awesome. Sounds passionate. It is. <laughs> and <just> spicy. <laughs> so would that be your sexiest uh, uh, candy bar? <laughs> I think it would be. I mean, we did come up with it for Valentine's Day, so. Cool. You know, and just brought it back because people clearly couldn't live without it. And, you know, we're not dicks. We're going to give yeah. people what they want. 
Do you think? Do you find your food is very gifty? It's like very. Um, you want to give it to somebody that you love. <laughs> you wanna, totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, hopefully, <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful to look at. It's it's decadent. It's um, you know, it's a sweet treat. Definitely. Well, and we actually um. We we talk about this all the time, and you know, again, I see Jen every day, so we know exactly how we feel on this stuff. But um, as far as candy goes, there's actually a recent article in the Times. Um, I think it, I think that was called uh, "Is Candy Evil or Just Misunderstood?" <laughs> and it was uh, this I think woman I saw that too. Yeah, yeah pr- this woman, Professor Candy, she has like a blog about candy and like goes into the history of it, which I think is super cool. Um, and just, you know, like, well, where did this come from and how long have we been making this and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely have the feeling like, I don't think there's anything wrong with having, you know, a Kit Kat or a Milky Way or like we have peanut M&Ms in the kitchen, you know, like mm-hmm. they're, I, I definitely am not so much a snob about it that it's like, oh, you're eating <laughs> peanut M&Ms. How disgusting. Um, but I don't think I think we've gotten used to this kind of like false cheapness of candy. I mean, the fact is that chocolate wasn't readily available until, um, you know, the early part of the century. And even then it was like way. Well, not this century. You know what I mean? Yeah. The early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Um, even then it was expensive and, um, you know, didn't really become a commodity until it, it's only been the past hundred years that that's happened. And now you can walk into a store, you know, buy a pack of M&Ms for 80 cents a buck, yeah. whatever it costs, which is fine. But, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just for me, you know, I'm, a, I'm like wanting to go off on that big tangent of like, <laughs> well, this is, you know, it's this, we have such as- access to sugar and it's mm-hmm. cheap calories and all this other stuff. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, our our traits are traits. And, and they're clearly that. I mean, they, they look yeah. like they're something not to just gobble down and throw away in, exactly. in a yeah. second. Yeah, they're pricey. You know, we make them all mm-hmm. by hand. They're, we source the ingredients. Um, you know, they're as good as we can find them, basically. Yeah, I think one of the stigmas of candy is that they're empty calories, you know, because mm-hmm. so, it's all processed food. There's absolutely nothing in it that has any <laughs> real food uh, traces. Pretty much, yeah. Usually, it's like sugar, corn syrup, artificial flavor. But you actually have fruit and, like, peanut butter, mm-hmm. and these things actually do have, you know, a little bit of value. Well, yeah, and I mean, it, for us more, it's, you know, you're right, is that it's a treat, you know, you you get it, and hopefully you're going to share it with someone, or you sit down and um, I like that. enjoy it, you know, you, you say... No, I'm eating mm. this all by myself. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but it's like, again, you're sitting there, like, eating a piece, eating a piece. It's mm-hmm. not this kind of, like handfuls and again yeah i eat like that i am mm-hmm. not sitting here passing judgment on people i definitely i can i can snack with the best of them that's good to know um yeah but what we hope that people do with our stuff is you know enjoy it share it with somebody talk about how it tastes what you mm-hmm. like about it what you don't like about it you know talk about whatever like we just want you to to we want it to be an experience yeah it's not just something to do while you're watching tv or reading or on your way to work it's food for thought in itself absolutely indeed oh well, thank snap. you new new tagline <laughs> cool well liz you picked a song to play i did <laughs> okay let's put it on be right back Talking all the extracurricular activities 
The New England and New York farm families who own Cabot Cooperative are offering listeners a chance to win some of the world's best cheddar simply by calling into our network at 718-497-2128 or emailing us at info at heritageradionetwork.com. What a great way to start the holidays. We'll be picking a winner for the program one week from today. Cabot Creamery is a proud supporter of what Heritage Radio is all about. Right, we're back on Let's Eat In. I'm with I'm your host Kathy Ray. I'm with Liz Gutman of Little Bit Sweets. And that was a song that she likes rocking to while cooking sometimes. Heck right? yeah. Yeah, we actually have all kinds of different playlists. We've been really into Pandora lately because, you know, you just put it on and playlists. let it go. Pretty much. And your yeah. hands are gooey. And <laughs> exactly. We don't have to mess with it. <laughs> right on. So uh, you founded this with Jen and you're both you both graduated from FCI in, mm-hmm. in desserts, right? Yeah. Yeah. We uh, that's where we met. That's where we became friends. Um, we did the pastry program the night pastry program Mm -hmm. um at french culinary and we finished there (laughs) it's actually really funny they've been um and i totally get it they've been like promoting us a lot and you know we actually got back got to go back there and do a demo which was super cool and like a total trip and um because we just graduated in uh august of 08 um so completely by chance Mm -hmm. you know our our uh, trajectory i guess from grads to business owners to you know kind of people being known in the food community has been extremely quick Mm -hmm. um but yeah you know we both came from different backgrounds i i actually moved to new york to be an actor (laughs) uh jen was in politics before she (laughs) decided to go into food yeah so completely disparate backgrounds that's awesome congratulations thank you yeah Yeah, it's been it's been something yeah (laughs) the power of two chicks in the kitchen Seriously. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt that we're both like totally obsessed with working like all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right on. We kind of like dream in candy these days, <laughs> you know. Are you guys both single? Uh, Jen has a boyfriend who is awesome. We actually met him at the Flea. Oh, wow. Um, he helps us out a lot. Like a lot. Oh, he that's is great. The jam. Hey, wow. Jonathan, if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually working the Flea for us this weekend, too. Wow. <laughs> That's um, great. <laughs> I I am single. I am dating the company, I guess. I don't okay, know. awesome. That, that sounds weird, though. Does that mean, can I still ask you what you would cook for your favorite date meal, most romantic meal ever? Because I know you that can you ask me can that. cook, like, serious, so <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> I actually do really like cooking at home. Um, I miss it because it's, especially now we're in the home. Because you're eating season. candy all day. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> don't tell everyone that. <laughs> You know, I'm an adult. It's I totally natural. have a balance. I love diet. that you eat it while you're cooked because oh. I do that. You know, it's seriously. I I feel like I'm I'm poorly representing a little bit because I I think I'm the most snack monstery out of everybody. <laughs> I'll just be like, you're like, wait a minute, that was ten dollars. <laughs> Except maybe we have one of our um one of our employees, Marissa. She does. She's in that sort of honeymoon phase where she'll be like, don't throw those away. I'll take those scraps mm-hmm. home. And we're like, yes, please do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what? What I don't necessarily tell everybody is that I still do that. I still take scraps home because I hate throwing things away. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, what it is. Um, as far as what I would cook, I mean, honestly, I don't know. It sort of depends. Like, I'm very much off the cuff about cooking dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would probably end up just, like, going to a store in the afternoon being like, uh, what looks good? Uh, you know, fish or maybe a, a sausage or <laughs> something. I'm, I it, Part of the fun of it for me, maybe because confectionery is so, like, you know, you have to know exactly what you're doing. Everything has to be scaled properly. Yeah. You have to pay attention. I kind of really like doing stuff that I don't have to oh, I see. think too hard about in advance. Like, yeah, you can let go and... Exactly. Just it. like, that looks good. Or, oh, I have this in my freezer I need to use up. Or, you know. That sounds perfect. Yeah, that's totally what I would do. It's, it's still like, my parents are like, what are you going to make for Thanksgiving? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to go to <laughs> the green market on Wednesday. Exactly. And I'll figure it out. Exactly. It'll be fun. We'll We'll both figure it out. Totally. What are you making for Thanksgiving? I don't know. Because <laughs> now I'm like, crap, I want to know. Yeah, what are you making? <laughs> Shh, I don't know. Um, actually, well, I know when I, one of the things I'm eating on Thanksgiving, I um, I contribute to Serious Eats, too. I'm their chocolate, oh, great. chocolate okay. blogger. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just put out a call for like Thanksgiving recipes. And I'm like, chocolate recipes for Thanksgiving. Um, my... We, we always go to my cousin's house in New Jersey and um, my cousin Leon has this favorite like chocolate cake that we have every year at Thanksgiving. And what's really nice about it is that it's um it's very light. It's very chocolatey, but it's just like a bundt cake. It's, you know, it's not mm-hmm. iced. It's not glazed or anything. Mm. So it's not too sweet, but it's got like a nice chocolatey flavor to it. Um, and especially if you use like a nice cocoa. Mm-hmm. Um But it's just like kind of a perfect little end to, you know, a marathon meal mm. um so i think i'm gonna put that recipe death up, by so. chocolate <laughs> exactly <laughs> that sounds a like very, a good end <laughs> a very like a very subdued a light death. okay <laughs> angel food chocolate no mm, some somewhere between that and just like a classic bunt cake i would say there okay. is a ch- there is a chocolate angel food cake though i think i already did that recipe up on serious eats so cool um yeah, if you're in, if you're into that kind of thing, it actually is really delicious. Do you help put do the rest of the stuff like turkey and any? Um, honestly, mm-hmm. I love my cousins to death, but they're very like there's a very um, set sort of kitchen hierarchy, and mm-hmm. we're guests, okay. so we just show up and are expected to just start eating immediately, which I have no problem with. Um, oddly enough, I I don't really get asked to help too much in the kitchen, and again. Mm-hmm kind of fine with it <laughs> i'm I'm super happy to just like go out to scotch plains and like enjoy the leaves and have a yeah. glass of wine and like see my take a break and, yeah exactly sit down for five minutes this is, yeah this is what happened whenever i have real cooks <laughs> i'm like so what do you like to cook at the home they're like don't talk to me <laughs> <laughs> exactly actually the first job i ever had in food i worked for he was a pastry chef to be fair but he um did not and it was, he was so fastidious about it. He did not talk about food. Like the second wow. we were done in the kitchen, he did not want to talk about it. <laughs> He's like, I don't cook at home. I don't ever cook for like anybody. <laughs> I go home and I am not involved with food at all, which I thought was really strange at the time. And the extremes to which he took it, I still think is a little bit strange. But um, I can understand that a little bit now where people are like, yeah, I don't know. Because you work in food, you're like expected to right. be in charge of every big food event, and right. I, I can see why people would get resentful about that. <laughs> cool, yeah. So, what do you wish that somebody would per- perhaps present to you to make for you? If they're ooh, something expensive. I have. <laughs> no, <laughs> nice. I I'm 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 pretty easy. Like you know, my 
it's funny. I was just filling out a, a questionnaire for another. It, I think it was actually for French culinary mm-hmm. um, where it was like, oh, what would your last meal be? And it kind of changes every day. You know, some days I'd be like, it's a burger and mac and cheese and, a <laughs> you know, a, a 40 or whatever. And some days it's like a uh, boiled lobster with whatever. Um, scallops are one of my favorite things to eat, like ever. Just like really simple yeah. seared scallops because they're like sweet, but oh. They're yeah. like a big lump of perfectly seasoned everything. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. But they're like already seasoned themselves because yeah. they come from the ocean. Delicate. And so, yeah. So scallops, I would probably say. Scallops and whatever else yeah. you decide to make with scallops. Sounds good. I'd, I'd be pretty happy. But if anyone ever offers to cook for me, I'm, you know, again, I, it's more, to me, it's more the like the gesture. So right. it's like, let me cook for you. I'm like, yes, <laughs> please do. Absolutely. Cool. So speaking of cooking, do you ever do like cooking demos? I think you did one or two at Brooklyn Kitchen. No? Yes, we do classes. Actually, we have one coming up. Um, I want to know how to make this caramel corn. Actually, I'm wondering. (laughs) I um, let's see. We actually have a few caramel corn recipes floating around the the interwebs. We were actually um, Oprah magazine published a bunch of our recipes recently. Um, And there, although. Oprah, please don't listen to this part. Mm-hmm. If you don't use the recipes on Oprah.com, because we've gotten a lot of emails about how they're not working out well for people. Okay, um, it happens. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't want to completely like pass the bucket. But, well, it's not our fault, but we did give them the recipes that we use and they adapted them. And if they're not working for people oh. at home, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, but so uh, basically come to their cooking class. <laughs> email me like I'm happy to send you recipes and I'm happy to give you tips on like oh maybe this is why it turned out sticky or whatever I mean caramel corn is great um it's really easy and if you have kids too you can um you know you make the corn let it sit for like a minute to cool down a little and then you can make popcorn balls which is like a nice kind of hands-on activity to do yeah Um, these are addictive right it's a salty sweet yeah, it's a salty. And no, steak. it's a crunchy crunch. I think that too. Um, yeah, I'm a sucker for crunchy stuff. It just makes me want to keep eating more. <laughs> What's your favorite amongst all your candies? the stuff that we do? Yeah. <sighs> okay, and again, if if Jen's listening, she's gonna laugh at me because I I'm always like, oh, that's one of my favorite things we make. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> um, it's all the fall stuff I really like. I think. Let's see. If I had to pick three okay it would be the pecan pie candy bar mm. which is insane it's pie crust and pecan dulce de leche which we make from scratch so it's like wow. whole milk and sugar and pecans oh, wow. and we cook it so all the way down it's gonna goo when i bite in yes totally but it's a little salty too and then a layer of bourbon ganache on top of that wow so hard to go wrong with that so the pecan pie bar um the chocolate black truffle caramels i've had those oh yeah. man they're so good. They're very I, sophisticated tasting. I wasn't expect because I didn't even read the label once when I bit in. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> it, <just happened. laughs> it tastes like truffle. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, and that's one too that like I never try and push that on people because if you're not gonna like it, you're not gonna like it, and nothing mm-hmm. I can say is ever gonna change your mind. And mm-hmm. it's fine. We'll have something else that you like. Mm-hmm. But to me, the balance of that and like the chocolate, but then the truffle—it's a little bit savory, Funky. and there's some salt in there, and. Yeah. Um, we actually, Mark from uh, Whimsy and Spice, who is one of the, one of our flea buddies, he, the first time he tried that, he was like, 
you know, no offense, but if you guys ever go under, I'm totally stealing the recipe from you. <laughs> we were like, thanks, I think. We go know. under. I mean, he's an amazing chef, That's so awesome. it's definitely a compliment. That's a but, good uh, compliment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, then, and then I think the King Bar, man. That yeah, is the, like, the Elvis Bar. Yeah, that, it just, I can't, I could just always eat that. That's a I could eat it right now, and I've been eating caramels all morning. Right on. Hail the King. Yeah. Totes. It's cool. So um, we just have a minute i guess left um are you gonna be at uh flea upcoming because i know they're indoors now now yes the rest yeah this past weekend was the last outdoor saturday mm-hmm. sadly uh, especially because the weather's been so freaking nice but um yeah we're doing a bunch of holiday markets we're at the flea both saturdays and sundays every single weekend they're doing the gifted market that starts uh december 13th and goes through Oh, no, it's the 15th through the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing a pop-up store in Tribeca, uh, December 18th and 19th. Um, that's on 39 White Street between Church and Broadway. It's this art gallery space. It's super cool. We're there with McClure's, too. Right. So it's your sweet and salty kind of last-minute awesome. holiday gift thing, and we'll have um, apple cider, too, for oh, you to warm fun. up. Um, so basically, you guys are going to be everywhere. We're all over the place. So, yeah, in stores. I mean, on the website, you know, cool. littlebitsweets.com, we have everything listed there. I'm on Twitter. We're awesome. on Facebook. We're easy to get all of those. find it. I hope Jen's boyfriend is helping you guys out at all those markets. You better be. You hear that, Jonathan? <laughs> all right. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Cool. Um, I'd like to thank Nat and Jack and the controller booth and Cabot Cheese. And we'll see you next week on Heritage Radio Network. Oh, you love-